it's a whole, it's something when you realize you're going to see them again, mm. you know, and, uh, you know, I, I got thinking about that, and I said, you know, I wonder, I wonder how we're going to look at each other in heaven. The reason I say that is because, you know, as the saying goes, uh, Jesus died for sin, not skin. Yeah. And so he didn't see any difference in like the color of skin or the shape of a body or anything like that. And I, you ever think about that? What am I going to look? What am I going to look like when I'm glorified? Right. Mm. Wow. Will I look like the Michelin Man? <laughs> but I'll tell you what, I mean, uh, this crazy world we live in, and I just, and I, and I am so grateful and thankful that we serve a God, the only one true God, the living God, who doesn't change. Mm -hmm. And he's, he's the same today as he was 6,000 years ago. That's right. You know, when he, uh, when he spoke everything into existence, I'm just, uh, I'm just so glad that I have no doubt, mm -hmm. no doubt, just assurance. So let's all, uh, let's all stand and uh, let's pray, invite the Lord into this place, and then we're going to sing a song. Amen. So let's invite him in this Thank place. You, Lord Jesus, Lord, we thank you, Lord, for being the living God, Lord, the one that we can count on, the one who's faithful to us, Lord, in everything, Lord. Lord, I thank you, Jesus, Lord, you wake us up, Lord, you put breath in our lungs, Lord. Lord, you give us a free will, Lord, so we can choose, Lord, to serve you, to worship you, to pray to you, Lord. If we choose to, Lord, I thank you, Lord, for that blessing. Lord, I pray, Lord, that you would keep your hand upon all those, Lord, out of White River, Lord, in this time of mourning and in reflection, Lord. I pray that your hand would be upon the entire family, Lord. Lord Jesus, I thank you, Lord, that we have your word to lean on, Lord. Lord, the hope of the resurrection, Lord. Jesus, Lord, what a blessing that is that you give us, Lord. Lord, I pray, Lord, that your spirit would be poured out upon us, Lord. Lord, that you would bless your word tonight, Lord. Lord, I pray, Lord, that your, your, your voice, Lord, would be heard on open ears, Lord. Open our ears, Lord, tonight, Lord. Jesus, Lord, I pray, Lord, that your anointing, Lord, would be on everything here tonight, Lord. Let love abound in this place, Lord. Jesus, Lord, I ask this all, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. How many of you know Victory in Jesus? Yeah. It's page 116 in your hymn book. You're going to learn. <laughs> I love this song. This is one of the first songs I learned when I got saved. Amen. So, it's one of my favorites. 
116, Victory in Jesus. <coughs> so Sierra's going to be my backup. <laughs> Isn't it something? You never realize how much you... Re you appreciate and depend on people yeah. until they're not here. Yeah, Isn't exactly. That yeah. But that's okay. Wherever two or three are gathered, Amen. he's here in our midst, Amen. and we can still sing, Amen. and we can still worship, and nothing's different. That's right. So, Amen. All right. I heard an old, old story How a Savior came from glory how he gave his life on Calvary to save a wretch like me. I heard about his groaning, of his precious blood's atoning. Then I repented of my sins and won the victory. Some sweet day out. 
something completely different tonight and then I don't know it's probably about 4.30 this afternoon this is what came into my head and, and um, so I'm just gonna I'm gonna share with you what the Lord put on my heart and um, if any of you have been paying attention to what's going on in the world and if you haven't been watching the news well you're probably happier for not and you know but there's things going on in this world that are not even being reported in the news. Mm -hmm. And they're really, really, really big deals. And uh, the latest one that came out today is Iran is finding itself surrounded by more and more people that realize that Iran is the biggest problem in the Middle East. So Iran is doing everything it can to ally itself with who else? Russia. Mm -hmm. And I thought about that. I go, wow, yeah. isn't that something? And did you know that Russia 
secretly wants to sit down with the U.S. and Israel about Syria? Did you know that was going on? Yeah, that's going on too. So again, the only reason I'm saying this is because when we read God's word and prophecy and what's going to happen is the stage is being set and everyone is all distracted by COVID. Yeah. And I, I'll tell you what, if that, I realize now that's a distraction. Yeah. It's just, all it is is a distraction yeah. because all the claims are saying and the whole thing, they're just not making any sense. And there's a lot of people wondering what in the world's going on. You know, it's like how they say they're following the science, but they really aren't following the science. Mm. So, you know what science is, you know what real science is showing? That the best thing that can happen to you, if you're not a person at risk, the best thing that can happen to you is to come down with it. Yeah. Serious. Yeah. Did you know that? No. They were saying the latest one says that if you came down with it, your immunity to it is 13 times stronger than the vaccine. Amen. 13 times. So it's like, now that's science. That's fact. Yeah. But they don't want that. Wow. They don't want that because then they can't control. They want the That's the whole science. thing is they want to control. And I'm, and I'm only going to bring up one more thing and then I'm done talking about this stuff. But I keep up on it because it's amazing the things that are being slipped right under your feet and you don't even realize it's going on. But the other thing is the banking system. There's going to be huge changes in banking here pretty soon. And if any of you have heard about the, you heard about the 600, have any of you heard about the $600 transaction? Yeah. Okay, some of you heard about it. So now they, they want to they wanna make it more, quote, palatable. So now they want to raise it to 10,000. But it's 10,000 aggregate. So if you have over $10,000 in transactions, the government's going to know every transaction you made. Isn't that year. something? In one year. That's in one year. So the whole thing, even though they're not saying it, the whole thing is control. They want to control you. And it's like, wow. I'm so glad I'm saved. Amen. I'm Amen. so glad God, yes. God's in charge of the whole thing and yes. God's got the whole thing in his hand. Yes. And you know, and it's like, that's why it's so important for us, and what I want to talk to you about tonight is being faithful. Amen. Because if we remain faithful and we obey God's word, he's going to have our backs. That's right. Now, to get to the extreme, okay, all right, so we're walking with the Lord. We're staying strong with the Lord, and all of a sudden... Now we come under persecution. So, if we're faithful to the Lord, the Lord is the only one that can take our life and our soul. Yeah. Remember that. Yep. No man can take your soul. That's right. So if you ended up dying, whew, praise the Lord, you're going home. Amen. As long as you're with the Lord. That's right. See, that's the whole thing. You know, we made reference here sometimes as this is the ark. Yeah. And in a lot of ways it is. Yeah. Because I can't help but think 
Now, this has got nothing to do with what I'm going to talk about tonight. But think about this. How many years did Noah spend building the ark? 120. 120 years he's out there building this gigantic barge. And everyone thinks he's lost his mind. Well, you look around here and there's, we, there's so many people that aren't here that should be here. Now, I know there's some that aren't here and we know why they're not here. But there's others that aren't here and I don't have a clue as to why they're not here. Yeah. Okay? But I do know why. And so that's what we're going to be talking about tonight. And so this, this, this really hit me is that... Um, who was it that asked me? I can't remember. Might have been. I might have been talking with Jacob. I've talked with Jacob many times. I've, I've <laughs> lost count of how many times I've talked with Jacob. I think it was I was talking with Jacob, but it was like this. Um, the Lord just put this on my mind, so I'm just going to share it, and then I'm going to get into the scripture. And if you want to, you can turn there right now. It's in Hebrews 10. That's what we'll be reading tonight. But while you're looking there and everything, so many people are, um, how many of you think it's good to be zealous for the Lord? Yep. It's a good thing, isn't it? But you realize that the Lord wants you to keep that zeal, if this is a word, correct? Is, is, zeal, is zealousness a word? No, it's not. Okay, I made up a word. There's nothing wrong with it, but you need to keep it in check. Yeah, yeah. Here's why, and this is what I'm, why I, I just want to share this, and I, and like again, I don't remember I've said this to Jacob or someone else. You want to grow in the Lord and be used in the Lord? Two things. Be faithful and be patient. Mm. You do those two things, God will raise you up. Mm. Okay? Now, there's, there's so much to that. How many of you think it's easy to be patient? <laughs> Good, I'm glad nobody raised their hand. Because that's the one thing that we really struggle with is being patient. Yeah. And you know, in, in the other side, being faithful, man, I don't feel like going to church today. But you know what? I'm going to go. Yeah. Now, when you can overcome your flesh like that, then it'll be nothing for you to go to church. That's right. Yeah. If if pastor called a special meeting and you had planned, made other plans to do something, you would change your plans just so you could be at that special meeting. Yeah. You get that kind of a mindset. I mean, seriously, I can't. I never get bored or tired of being in the house of the Lord. Mm -hmm. Never. I have never heard a preacher yet that has put me to sleep. <laughs> never. I've gotten something out of every single message Amen. I have ever heard. And it was just a, a um, hint, hint. You're all going to get something tonight. Okay? Yeah. All right. 
Did you get that? So you're all going to get something. Amen. All right. So anyway, let's get to the word here. Hebrews 10. We're going to start at verse... We're going to read two different sections of Scripture here. Hebrews 10. We're going to start at verse... Here, let me... I almost did it. I don't want to start saying wrong names and all that stuff. <laughs> I've got to get my glasses on so I can see what I'm reading. Um, so much better. All right. Hebrews 10, starting at verse 22. It says, Let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold fast the, prof the prof profession of our faith without wavering, for he is faithful that promised. Jesus is faithful to us. Mm. He sets, you realize, he sets a standard. Yeah. You want to know what's, what it means to be faithful? You think about how faithful Jesus is you mm -hmm. yeah don't go by what how i mean don't go by anyone else yeah let jesus be the one that sets the standard mm. when you think about think about this when g um a pastor was just uh preaching on this you think about how jesus felt in his humanity when he was out there and he he let this cup pass from me. Okay? He knew. He knew what was going to happen to him. Mm -hmm. He knew the pain that he was going to endure. Yeah. He knew everything that he was going to go through as a human being, just like you and me, but he remained faithful. Mm. And it's like, even... So even Jesus... Even Jesus, when he was a man in the flesh, just like you and me, walking on this earth, is saying, oh, I don't want to go through this. Yeah, yeah. But I will. Mm. That's being faithful. Yeah. That's the, uh, an amazing example of being faithful. Amen. Verse 24. And let us consider one another... To provoke unto love and to good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, mm -hmm. as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another, and so much the more as ye see the day approaching. Mm -hmm. And then I would like to skip over to verse 35. It says, cast not away therefore your confidence, which hath great recompense of reward. It's going to be worth it all, everybody. Mm. It's going to be worth it all. For ye have need of patience, that after ye have done the will of God, ye might receive the promise. For yet a little while, and he that shall come will come, and will not tarry. 
Now the just shall live by faith, but if any man draw back, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. Let me read that one more time. Now the just shall live by faith, but if any man draw back, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. But we are not of them who draw back unto perdition, but of them that believe to the saving of the soul. Now, in reading this, this scripture that, in, in this scripture that we just read, um, I, I gotta, I'm gonna, this is what the Lord put on my heart. I came across something on a Facebook thing, and it was somebody from the church. And I, I saw it, and I go, I shook my head, and I go, what in the world is going on? And this is what I mean. Understand this, okay? I had all kinds, I, man, all I could do, for, I could do for an hour is just show you scripture about what happens when people don't listen. Mm. Pastor, I appreciate my pastor so much. Mm -hmm. My pastor, Pastor Marshall, Brother Harold Marshall, is one of the most patient men I have ever known. Yeah, yeah, amen. He is the most patient man of God I've ever met yeah and he's every week man he's just the same message over and over and over and over again I love what he said Sunday he goes oh boy here he goes again <laughs> I came I haven't been here for ages and I come and oh here he is he's hammering on me no it's the same message every single week mm. Yeah. Yeah. You just happen to come and hear it. Yeah. But for those that are faithful, what he was what he says never gets old. That's right. Yeah. Never gets old. Mm. In fact, when we hear something and we take it to heart and we do something with it, that is going to build us up. It's going to build up our faith. This whole thing that it says, cast not away therefore your confidence, which have great recompense of reward. Don't cast it away. I'm baffled and I don't understand and I don't, I don't even want to know. I don't know why I'm speaking as an elder, okay? Amen. Understand that. I'm speaking as an elder. I'm not the pastor. On the, when I did the funeral service, they had me down as, as pastor. <laughs> I just laughed when I saw that. <laughs> and it was even misspelled. <laughs> I loved it. So I'm not a pastor. Okay. All I am is an elder. And I have two eyes on my head. And I got the Holy Ghost inside of me. Mm -hmm. And I know what I see. But I don't understand how... Um, how 
you can be so on fire for the Lord, and you can be so, man, Jesus is everything. This fellowship is everything. This is everything. I want to do this for the Lord, and 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 this for the Lord. And then something happened, and boom, poof. Yeah. Yeah. They're gone. Yeah. And I'm going, what in the world exactly. happened? Exactly. I'm going to be honest. Some of you have offended me really bad. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Not by what you said, but what you've done. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now, don't anyone start saying, oh, oh, no, he's mad at me. <laughs> I'm not mad at anybody. Yeah. But here's the point. I'm old enough to know that everyone in this room is human. And I'm no better than any one of you. Yeah. And none of you are any better than me. We're all in the same boat. We all have to work out our salvation with fear and trembling. Mm -hmm. So the key is, is in the scriptures, it says, do, don't, well, I'm paraphrasing this, don't become easily offended. Yeah. 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 You can't be because we're dealing with human beings. Yeah. With carnal natures. And one isn't any greater than the other. Mm. If a person's in a bad mood, ask my wife. If I'm in a bad mood and really mad, I'll say something and afterwards I'll say, man, I wish I'd never said that. But I said it in anger. Yeah. This is when the, when the girls were young, I'll never forget it. Man, I'll tell you what. When I married Dina, I married into a hurricane a tornado, an earthquake, a forest fire, <laughs> flood, everything you can think of put together. <laughs> and so the girls, and oh my word, Dee would be home with the girls and she couldn't get the girls to do anything. They were young teenagers at the time. And for those of you who had young teenagers, My heart feels for you. Been there. Notice I pointed to the girls. <laughs> uh, I'm teasing you. So anyway, they were acting up, and Dina's just, uh, she's beside herself. And, and so I come home. Man, I've been working all day, dead tired, drive 35 miles between where we lived and where I worked, and driving home into the sun. You know, wrong way, driving into the sun. You wore out, you get home, and chaos in the house. And Dina's beside herself. She goes, you need to go in there and get after those girls. Okay, I go in the girls. Man, I ripped into them, made them sit down, and I chewed them up. And this is what I said. Now, keep in mind, I'm tired and I'm angry. <laughs> This is what I said. The girls all remind me of what I said. <laughs> they won't forget. This is what I said. I go, who's in charge in this house? And they go, you are. And I go, no, your mother. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I was silent. But in my anger, what I was trying to tell them was, when I'm not here, 
She's yeah. the one you gotta listen to. <laughs> but that isn't what came out. Yeah. Because I was angry. Yeah. I was having a bad day. Yeah. Well, that can happen to any one of us. Yeah. And we can say things and do things, and a person can get offended yeah. that quick. Yeah. And well, if that's the way they're gonna be. Why would I want to be in fellowship with that bunch? Mm -hmm. One person will do something, and it's the whole, th oh. Yeah. oh, this must be what they all think. Mm -hmm. yeah. Now, I can say that Satan can get you to think that, but like I always say, 99% of the problems that, and the things that go through your mind have nothing to do with Satan. It has everything to do with your own nature. Yeah. yeah. You got a problem. You got an issue. Mm -hmm. And it's just... And so so why am I saying that? It's because it doesn't make any sense to me as how a person can be up here and then all of a sudden, yeah. mm. where did they go? Yeah. Where did they go? They didn't go higher. They disappeared. Yeah. And so, uh, Brother Smith, that we got to hear down in uh, Chautauqua, man, what an awesome man of God. I talked with him a lot. We had, we had some good conversations there in that little uh, gazebo out there. And he said something. He says, you know, he says, do you know where we, do you know where we live? And it was so neat the way he said this. He says, everyone thinks that our life as a Christian has to be like on a peak. Yeah. On the mountaintop. Every day. Yeah. Every day. And he says, no, that's not the case. Yeah. Our life every day is in the valley. Mm -hmm. That's where we live. Yeah. We come to church, we're right up on the peak, you know. But everything we learned and did and, in the, and the fellowship that we had and everything, and now we're going back down in the valley and this is where we live and we got to keep our mind on the peak. we got to keep our mind on getting to the next peak. Amen. See? I like that. So when you think that way, when you think that way, it should never be a chore or a battle to get to church. Yeah. Seriously. Ever. That's right. Ever, ever, ever. Shouldn't be a chore. And so, and uh, believe me, the more you, the more you fellowship, the more addicting it becomes. Yep, yeah, that's right. That actually becomes your normal life. Amen. The fellowship you have with your brothers and sisters becomes what's normal, and you have to, ah, I've got to go take, I've got to go work, and i got to go do all this <laughs> other stuff. Yeah, yeah. Then, Back here, yeah. man, I want to be in the fellowship. Amen. You know, and that's the way it is. That's, I'll tell you, that's the way it is. You do that, and you're going to grow. Yeah. You do that, not only are you going to grow, you're going to grow in knowledge. You're going to grow in a, a desire to want to read God's Word and know what God's Word says. Man, you're going to want to pray. Amen. Amen. You're going to want to sing songs all day long. Mm -hmm. Man. Hey, y'all got to hear me sing tonight. Amen. Amen. Woo! Amen.
And he said unto him, Well, thou good servant, because thou hast been faithful in a very little, have thou authority over ten cities. You know, um, when I... Uh, when I used to work for um, a company up in Watertown, I was one of the department heads up there. There were, we had four different departments in the company and I was the head of what was called channel letters. And so, you know, like the, if you wanna know what those are, you know, like on high V, there's signs, those are called channel letters. Well, this, I had 14 people in my, in my department and, you know, I used to, you know, and I used to supervise them, and I used to do, do all the other stuff that goes with it, hiring and firing and doing all that. And so, um, the thing that gets me, and the thing that I learned over the years in doing that, was when a person says they can't do something, okay, immediately it shows their mind or their attitude or how they're thinking. I can't do this. Now there are times you can't do something and there's good reasons why you can't do it, okay? But to not even give it a shot or a try or try to figure it out, then there's something wrong, okay? Now, um, we had, um, uh, we had a guy that we worked with one time, and um, um, I had been, oh, when I was working with this guy, can't even remember his name, and um, I'd already been doing signs and already been in the business for almost 30 years at that time. And, um, and so I was showing him how to do something, and he says, I can't do it that way. And I'm going, what do you mean you can't do it that way? No, I can't do it that way. And I'm going, you have to do it this way. Because if you don't do it this way, you'll never figure out what the problem was. It was, it was it had to do with a sign that wasn't working and I was showing them how to troubleshoot it. And he says, nope, that can't be the right way. And I'm, and I'm just totally baffled at it, <laughs> right? 
but he had persuaded himself that he could not do it that way. He ended up getting fired because the owner of the company, he comes in and, and he says, uh, you know, I need you to go do such such thing. And he says, well, I can't do it that way. And the owner of the company blew up at him. He says, I am sick and tired of listening to you tell me why you can't do something instead of figuring out how to do it. He says, you're fired. Canned him right on the spot. It's like, whew. So, you, so why am I saying that? I had, a, I had a, a gentleman, I fired my best worker. This worker was worth three of anyone else in my department. Hmm. And it went to his head. Oh. So here's a word of warning. Don't, don't think you become so spiritually minded that everyone else is ah, yeah. about you. Right. Because they're not. Yeah. <laughs> Understand that. They're not. If you got the Holy Ghost and your desire is to serve God, I'm not, I don't have my eyes focused on you saying, wow, I wish I could be like them. It's like, no. Yeah. I've learned I don't want to be like any man. Yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah. God's got a plan for me, and I want to make sure I obey it. It is a purpose for me. But anyway, he came in and went to his head. He, he was good. He knew it and the whole thing. And I sent my crew out there and I told them what needed to get done because we were always under a deadline and we had to get things into shipping so it would ship out so it would get to the customer by the deadline. So this is what I need everyone to do and all this. And so I told them what he needed to do. And so my office was up on the second floor and the walls all all glass and you can look down on the production floor so you can see what everyone's doing. So I'm up there sitting at my desk and I'm watching him. And he goes over and talks to this person and he goes over and talks to this person and I look at the clock and 20 minutes has already gone by since we, everyone went to work and he still hadn't even started doing what it was I told him. So I went down and I called him in the office and I go, man, um, I need you to do this. I said, I gotta get this to shipping. It's gotta you gotta make this so it can get into paint so they can the paint will be dry so they can get it crated and on the truck. I says, When are you gonna start? And he goes, I'll get to it. And I says, What do you mean you'll get to it? <laughs> and then he got real cocky and he says, Well, what are you gonna do? Fire me? And I said, yeah. You bet I am. You're <laughs> fired. Wow. You can't do that. I said, I'm sure I can. So he goes up to the owner of the company, Mark Stein, and he goes into his office just madder than a horn. He says, Dan Edwards just fired me. And he says, Well, if Dan fired you, then you're fired. And the production manager came out and escorted him over to the door and see you later. Wow. Productivity went through the roof. Because what he was doing was he was hindering everything else. Mm. See, when a person, see, man, now I know why that, now I know the Bible will put that on my heart. We have a pastor. Yep. Yeah. Okay. In, in simple terms, he's the big dog. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Nobody can supersede him. That's yeah. right. Nobody can just decide on your own that I'm going to go do this and I'm going to go do that. 
Don't ever do that. Mm -hmm. I've seen more people fail when all of a sudden they go, oh, the Lord told me to do this and that and this and that, right? And never even spoke to the pastor about it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And they go off and do something, and it's a failure every single time. I've never seen a single person that's done that succeed, ever. That's right. Mm -hmm. The only way God's blessing is on anyone for anything is if, I'm always saying this, is if it's sanctioned. Yeah. And what I mean by that is if you've got the pastor, the elders, everyone behind you and what it is that you want to do, you're going to succeed. Mm -hmm. Because the Lord's put on their heart that you are ready to do something or you have a desire to do something and it's like, man, go for it. Because all through God's word, you won't find anywhere where anybody just did thing out of something out of the blue. Yeah. Now I'm talking about someone who was in authority who, who did or who did something. Now, does that mean the Lord can't put something on your heart to do something? Absolutely not. But always run it by the pastor. Yeah. Mm. Because he's the one that's responsible for everybody. Mm -hmm. yeah. Amen. He has to answer everybody. That's right. He's got that burden on his back. Yeah. That's why no one, man, even the men of God that I've had issues with, I have never, ever said anything bad about them mm -hmm. because yeah. they're the man of God. Yeah, yeah, exactly. God will take care of them. Mm -hmm. Okay? It's not up for me to judge them. Right. God will take care of them. Yeah. So it's like... In, Everyone, and I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, everyone, if, if the pastor says something to offend you or anything like that, believe it or not, he's not saying it to you to offend you. Mm -hmm. right. yep. He was sharing this the other day. Yeah. He shared it the other day. He never says anything to offend you. His number one goal is that you get saved. Amen. Yeah. That's the number one goal. That's, that's his number one goal is to make sure we're saved and we grow in the Lord. That's what he wants. So if you were, if he, if, if you think you've been attacked or something like that, man, don't bad mouth. Do not bad mouth the pastor. Right. Mm -hmm. Don't do it. That's right. Man, I don't want to get into that, but I know of three people that have been struck dead for doing it. I mean, literally. Man, I'm just getting goosebumps going up and down my spine just thinking about that. And they died horrifically. And they died horrible, horrible deaths. Horrible. One, one burned to death. One froze to death. And one died from a simple little germ that your body fights every day. Wow. And it killed them. Isn't that something? Mm. I've seen it. So, man, don't, don't ever, ever, ever badmouth the man of God. Don't ever do it. When it says here, it says, Well done, I mean, well, thou good servant, because thou hast been faithful in a very little, have thou authority over ten cities. I said earlier 
that if you remain faithful in the little things, okay, you, I'm so impressed with the young men in this church because you guys have really been stepping up and you've been doing a lot, and I'm, I really appreciate that. And you're going to be blessed for it. And it's like, don't ever think that cleaning the bathroom or taking the trash out or anything doesn't get noticed. Mm -hmm. As I was taught, and it's a fact, God keeps perfect records. Amen. Yeah, Amen. Perfect records. He sees all that. Because that shows you where your heart's at. Mm -hmm. Okay? Let's turn to Luke 8.13. I still haven't even got to what it is I want to say, but we're going to. Okay, here we are. Now we're getting to what it is I want to say. <laughs> um, I had said earlier that I saw something on Facebook and it, it just bothered me because whether you realize it or not, and this was taught to me, and I, I learned it the hard way. When I was first saved, I would I had done a few things, and I was like really chewed out. I mean, Brother Welch really chewed me out. And he says, "Do you realize? You realize what you've been given? Now, what, this is what he meant. You've been given the truth." Mm -hmm. You've been baptized in the name of Jesus and your sins have been remitted and you've been given the Holy Ghost. And every time you do something contrary to every single thing that you now represent, mm -hmm. you are not your own. You've been bought. Mm -hmm. You've been bought. You're not your own. Every single thing you do reflects on everyone else. Mm -hmm. Yep. Man, boy, that hit me really, really bad. And it was like, oh, I wish I could take it all back now. Mm -hmm. Amen. And I couldn't. And there was a lot of damage control. Had to do repairs and had to make things right and, and, and the whole thing. And now that's ancient history. And and everyone that was all part of that, they've all forgotten. Mm -hmm. But what I'm trying to say is this, is when you, when you do something, or even when you fall away, and you, you might open your mouth, or you might stick something out there on the interweb for the whole world to see, mm -hmm. you can't take it back. Mm -hmm. The damage is there, and it's done. Yep. So you say, so, and this is what I believe that a lot of people that aren't here and the reason they're here is because they know they've done something wrong. Mm -hmm. Some of them have done some really horrible things. And they've persuaded themselves that they cannot get right with the Lord. Mm -hmm. And that's not true. That's right. It doesn't mean that you come in and you pick right up where you left off. Yeah. See, that's got nothing to do with forgiveness. Yeah. See, everyone says, well, you know, if you stole from me, 
and I forgave you, okay, that doesn't mean everything goes right back to the way it was. Yeah. Yep. You have got to show me, you know how it says, bring forth fruits for repentance? Yeah. Yep. Okay. All right. If you, if you claim, okay, that you're sorry for what you did and I've forgiven you, now let's see it. Exactly. Let's see how you walk. That's right. Let's see what you do. Because is there anything too hard for the Lord? No. Nope. There's nothing too hard for the Lord. If the Lord can forgive David, mm. <laughs> with everything that David did. Now, David didn't have the Holy Ghost, right? But if he can forgive Paul, Saul, yeah. Paul, the only one we know about him having stoned to death was Stephen. Yeah. How many other people did Paul have stoned to death? Yeah. Doesn't say. See? So the key is to, if you fall or you mess up, Get up. As, as, uh, as, as Jesus told the woman at the well, go and sin no more. Mm. That's what he said. Yeah. He said, from now on, don't sin anymore. Mm. And yet, I really believe this, that there's people, uh, brothers and sisters, that have fallen away, and it's all because of, they believe that they've done something that they can never be forgiven. Or they can't become part of the body again. And nothing could be further from the truth. Mm. That is a lie. That is a flat out lie. Mm. And so, and, and I'm sure this isn't on a podcast or anything, is it? So no one's hearing it except all of you. Oh, it is. Oh, it is. Right? But oh, I it is? Yeah. <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> For all of you out there in the interweb land. <laughs> oh, there it is right there. Um, nothing could be further from the truth. And what a beautiful thing it is to become reconciled. Mm. To have that reconciliation. Amen. Where that love, that love can now grow again. You know, bind us together, Lord. Bind us together. That song, that that is that means so much. When you realize that the most important thing that we have with each other is love. Amen. That's the most important thing that we all have with each other is love. Do I like every one of you? No. <laughs> I just wanted a reaction. Yeah. It's like I got some a blank yeah. look on people's faces like, huh? I love every one of you. But the what I'm trying to say is is when you when if you can't look at yourself in the mirror and you say, that person in the mirror is the number one person I need to work on. Instead of looking at everyone else. Yeah. Yeah. Okay? 
When you look at the person in the mirror and you deal with that person yes. first, foremost, right. and you do more to admonish, correct, mm -hmm. humiliate that person you see in the mirror so they get their heart right, all you're going to have for anyone else is love. Right. Mm. But when you forget, when you forget who you saw in the mirror, and you immediately go out with your measuring stick, and then you have to start measuring everybody, yeah. oh, you don't meet my standard. <laughs> that isn't love. No. That's your own nature wanting to be a little G-O-D. Yeah. Yeah. And so, when I think of all my brothers and sisters who aren't here, and again, I know why there's many that aren't here, there's a reason they're not here. Yeah. A good reason they're not here. Others, I have no idea. But when people realize that no matter what my situation, even if it's even if you're the only one in your family that really has a desire to want to serve the Lord, want to grow in the Lord, want to be saved, don't ever give that up. That's right. Amen. 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 Don't get me wrong when I say this, but you're better off being saved, losing your entire family, yeah. than hanging on to your family and going to hell. That's right. That's right. You gotta pray for him. That's right. You gotta pray for him. Man, I did that with my own two sons. Wow. But the Lord told me, He said, Dan, you serve me. I'm gonna take care of your sons. Amen. And boy, has he. Gonna go see him in a couple weeks. Woo! Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you, Lord. But when I think way back, when I first got saved, and it's like, <laughs> I was sharing with Pastor and uh, Brother Aaron about going to Maine. And you have no idea what my world's like. I never went out never hung out in the bars, never did any of that stuff. You used to get called a good two-shoes and, you know, and all this stuff and everything. I grew up in religion. And so I said, I told them, I said, man, you know, when you hear people, you know, a person's got a problem with drugs or alcohol or something like that, and so many of you can relate to it to help them out and to show them there's something better. But I came out of religion. So you're dealing with people that already think they're saved. Mm. So I told them, I said, it's sort of like trying to witness to Pharisees. Mm. Yeah. Whole different, oh my word, it's a mm. whole different. Man, I've, sh I, I've shared with my brothers and sisters stuff out of the word, and they just look at me like, oh, my word, you're in a cult. Mm -hmm. 
That's what they think. They think this is a cult. And I said, okay, if it's a cult, then Jesus is the leader. Because yeah. <laughs> it isn't any man. Yeah. I don't base anything I believe on by a, a book that someone wrote other than this one. That's right. All the other religions out there, they got some big person in their denomination. Mm. Yeah. You know, they got some epiphany from God and, yeah. you know, and it's like, oh, you know, nope, I'll stick with Jesus. Amen. I'll stick with what the apostles taught. Yes. Man, we all know the apostles said, if anyone teaches you anything different than what we taught first. you, have nothing to do with them. Yep. I'm paraphrasing it. Yep. But have nothing to do with them. That's right. Because we would, Pastor was just talking about this. We handled it. Yeah. We spoke to it. He spoke to us. We saw, we saw God face to face. Yeah. Whew. Wow. Whoa. Amen. So, I'll take what they say over any theologian. Yeah, that's right. So, so um, anyway, um, this verse here, eight thirteen. Remember, I was I earlier I talked about being zealous. Mm -hmm. So, am I saying that right, zealous? Yeah. Okay. Nothing wrong with it, but you need to keep it in check and be patient. Luke 8.13 says this. Now remember, I was, I was going to read the parable of the sower. And yeah, we'll do it anyway. Let's read it. Let's start at verse 4. Eight four, And when much people were gathered together and were come to him out of every city, he spake by a parable. A sower went out to sow his seed and as he sowed, some fell by the wayside and was trodden down, and the fowls of the air devoured it. And some fell upon a rock, and as soon as it was sprung up, it withered away because it lacked moisture. And some fell among thorns, and the thorns sprang up with it and choked it. And another fell on good ground and sprang up and bare fruit a hundredfold. And when he had said these things, he cried, He that hath ears to hear, let him hear. And his disciples asked him, saying, What might this parable be? And he said, Unto you it is given to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God, but to others in parables, that seeing they might not see, and hearing they might not understand. Now the parable is this. The seed is the word of God. Those by the wayside are they that hear, then cometh the devil, and taketh away the word out of their hearts lest they should believe and be saved. They on the rock are they, which when they hear, receive the word with joy. And these have no root, which for a while believe, and in time of temptation fall away. And now which fell among thorns are they, which when they had heard, go forth and are choked with cares and riches and pleasures of this life, and bring no fruit to perfection. But that on the good ground are they which in, which in an honest and good heart have heard the word, keep it, and bring forth fruit with patience. So 
is talking about four conditions of the heart. Okay? And so, the one that I wanted to kind of focus on here was 13 and 14. And it says, They on the rock are they which when they hear receive the word with joy, and these have no root, which for a while believe, and in time of temptation fall away. I want to stop there a second. So we've had visitors come here, and we've had them come up, we've had them come up to the altar. We've actually seen them some pray through, get filled with the Holy Ghost. We see them get baptized in Jesus' name. And then, poof, mm -hmm. they're gone. Out of all the people that I baptized, not a single one of them are still in church. Mm. But that's on them. Amen. Okay? That's on them. So, they hear the word and they, they said, I want this. I want this. And so they embrace it and they, and they and, you know, and they... They bear themselves, even get filled with the Holy Ghost. And they go back out in that world, and they don't take the Holy Ghost with them. And so they go out there in that world, and the things that they're so used to doing and everything, and all that peer pressure, and all that stuff, and it's like, well, these are my friends, you know? And it's like, no, they're not your friends. Your friend's going to say, man, good for you. Mm -hmm. But majority of times it's, oh, come on. Come on. Let's go back to doing the same stuff we always did. And they cave in and they're gone. Then you get the next one in 14. It says, and that which fell among thorns are they, which when they had heard, go forth and are choked with cares and riches and pleasures of this life. And this is the word, the line here. And bring no fruit to perfection. So there are people that get saved. They might even come, come to church often. But they're so wrapped up in the cares of this world that they can't bring any fruit to perfection. Mm. In other words, they can't be used the way God wants to use them mm. yeah. because they hang on too much to the world. Mm. All those thorns. We had a, we, um, between me, Dina, and Delbert, we have gotten all the wild grapevines under control except one. We wiped them all up except one. Now, if any of you know, and I'm going to compare this to thorns here. I want, I just, just hear me out here. These wild grapes are a vine, and every time the branch hits the ground, it grows another root, and they go along. We had vines up in trees, and I'm not exaggerating when I say this. The... The stems on those vines were like that big around, and they went up over 30 feet up into the trees. Okay. Almost killed the cherry tree. Killed the one on the corner. Right. Killed one of them. Yep. 
that vine comes up and it just goes all over the top of the tree and just encases it and it blocks out all the sunlight and it'll kill it. Isn't that something? And so that vine is just like this world on us. Mm. If we don't keep it in check, it just covers us, keeps us from the light that the Holy Ghost wants to give us. That's right. We get so choked up with all the cares of this world and everything, and it's like, oh, you know, oh, man, I've worked hard all year. I just want to take a Sunday off. I want to go shopping. <laughs> wow. Don't get me wrong when I say this, but that's just, that that's a little vine. Yeah. Okay? So you did that. Oh, man, I had a blast, man. Went to the mall, went shopping, ate all kinds of food. Man, I had fun. So you go back to church next week, and after a couple weeks, it's like, man, you know what? Why don't we go do this? Yeah, Okay. So now you're gone another time. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden it's like, man, Wednesday night, it's just brother Dan. <laughs> I got other things to do. Oh my. Oh. Now I'm not, don't, don't misunderstand me, okay? I'm, I'm making fun of myself here, yeah. okay? But what I'm saying is it would be no different than, uh, it's just brother Jacob's going to be preaching. It's like, what does he know? I'm just talking about what could go through somebody's mind. Yeah. But when you let those kind of thoughts build a nest in your mind, mm. okay, now all of a sudden you start evaluating on whether oop, Brother Craig's coming, boom, place is packed. Yeah. Yeah. That is the most baffling thing, yeah. and I don't understand it. Right. I don't understand it. Because Brother Craig's up here with a two-by-four smacking everybody in the head. Yeah. Right? And if you're listening, Brother Craig, <laughs> we have a joke about that. <laughs> Place will be packed out. Mm -hmm. Brother Craig leaves. No and one. Pff, yep. Every Everyone's time. Gone, every like, time. What in the world? Yep. Yeah. Wow. What in the world? What's, what in the world's going through the mind? What makes what makes what he preaches so different from what yeah. you preach? Yeah. Or you preach? Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's no different. It all comes out of this. Yeah. Yeah. It all came out of the same source. That's right. So what in the world? You know. But getting so choked up in this world or emotions or, but I love them so much. If I turn to God, they'll leave me. There's scripture in there for that. Yep, yep. there is. 
Do you know what it says? Let them lead. Yeah. 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 Right, right. Amen. Are you willing? Are you willing to give up your wife? Are you willing to give up your husband to be saved? Mm. Okay. Yep. Think about that, folks. It's like we're not all these little purple barnies going around hugging each other. <laughs> That's not the way it is. No. The number one thing we gotta want is to be saved. Yes. Amen. And we can't Hallelujah. let anything get in the way That's of it. That's right. Amen. We can't. We cannot. Thank you. Jesus. All right, I'm gonna wrap this Hallelujah. up here. Ephesians chapter three. I gotta tell you, this is it's funny. I honestly thought there might be maybe six people here tonight. <laughs> Seriously, in my mind, I'm thinking that was probably gonna be maybe six people, right? So man, what a crowd. <laughs> oh, I'm so glad all of you were here. Oh man. Okay. Okay, Ephesians chapter 3. You know, we all need to be praying for all those that aren't here. Amen. Um, when, I, when I saw that, that thing on Facebook, I just kind of shook my head and I go, man, I don't get it. I go, why are, why are they doing that? Why do they do that? Why do they do that and put it out there for the whole world to see? Mm -hmm. And it's like, no shame. Mm -hmm. And I'm going, man, it breaks my heart. What breaks my heart is knowing that the state you're in when you take your last breath, that's the beginning of eternity. Yep. I hope that all sinks in. Boy, if that doesn't put a chill up and down your spine. Yeah, yeah. I'll tell you what. It was something, and I don't think I'm being insensitive when I say this, but when you see a person in a casket mm -hmm. and you're looking at that is a shell of a person mm -hmm. that used to have life in them, mm -hmm. and you used to talk to them, mm -hmm. you used to have a conversation with them, you used to laugh with them, and now they're in eternity. And you can't change a thing about it. It's a serious thing. The only one that you can do anything about is Amen. yourself. That's right. So when I'm just saying this. So if you end up in the casket, we know that all we're looking at is an empty shell, but the life that was in that, we're going to see that life again. Amen. Wow. Man. That's something, I, I know I, I shared this, but when I was, my father-in-law, Delbert, man, when he was up in hospice and everything, and his breathing really started to change, and I remember, remember whew, having my hand on his forehead, praying for him, and I opened my eyes and he took his last breath. And I'm going, wow. 
you felt the life leave his body. And if that's not a sobering thing, when you realize just how short your life is, mm -hmm. and you take everything you do for granted, you just take it for granted. Now you wake up, it's like, nah, I'm going to do this today and do this today. And you have no idea if you're going to be alive by the end of the day. That's right. You don't know. And it's like when you, when, if you just wake up realizing that God gave me another day. Whew. Thank you, Jesus. Because he kept you breathing all night long. You didn't make yourself breathe. You are making yourself breathe right now. He's making you breathe. So when you start thinking of things that way, it, it kind of makes you think about eternity. Mm -hmm. Makes you realize just how close. You're only one breath away from eternity yeah. every time you take one. You realize that? Yeah. Wow. Let's read the word. Ephesians 3.17. It says that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that ye, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth, the length, the depth, and height, and to know the love of Christ which passes knowledge, that ye might be filled with all the fullness of God. When, when we walk with the Lord, when we love, when we are loving one another, and I'm way closer to all of you than I am my own family. I mean that. My sister, my younger sister, and I, when we were growing up, were like this. We were like two peas in a pod. Me and my younger sister. But since I've been saved. Man, I'm closer to any one of you than I ever was to my sister. Because, here's the thing. The, we all have the same dad. Yeah, yeah, amen. See, we all have the same father. Mm -hmm. So our family is an eternal family. That's right. The family I'm a part of on this earth is a physical family. Mm -hmm. Doesn't mean I don't love them. Yeah. But doesn't doesn't mean that at all. But I'm interested in maintaining what's going to be eternal. Yeah. That's everlasting. Right. That's what I want to maintain. And so I'm, I'm just to close. Um, we need to be praying for all those um, that are not here for whatever reason. I don't know the reason. I hope it's not because they're not feeling good or they have a cough. Mm -hmm. Because before COVID came out, if you had a cough, you still came to church. Yeah. If yeah. you had a cold, you still came That's to church. That's right. So what is a big deal about COVID? Exactly. Why is it? Why has that changed everything? We've all had it. Well, at least most of us have, have. So I'm not worried about you. Even if you have COVID, I'm not worried about you. I wasn't worried before, and I'm definitely not worried now. 
be honest with you, I thought it was amazing how the whole church came down with it all at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that something? Yeah. The whole church. I go, wow, we're one close bunch of people. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> yeah. We all made it. We all made it. You that know, was good. Serious. You know how blessed we are. Yeah. I don't know how many brothers and sisters I've talked to that had people actually pass away from it. And it was, and it, I mean, it, it's horrible. But I thought about it. In, in all the situations that we had in here, people ended up in the hospital and the whole thing. But praise the Lord, we all made it. And, you know, and I have no doubt in my mind, Brother Rich is going to get healed. I have Amen. no doubt in Amen. my mind. And, um, and so uh, the Lord's doing a work in him. Amen. And, uh, but, <clears throat> you know, at the funeral, um, it was so good to see Angel. Yeah. Man, it was so good to see her. And I said, man, I wish she was in church. Yeah. You know? And Dre. Yeah. Oh, man. Good seeing him, you know? And it was like Kevin... And it's like, man, my brother Kevin. Oh. He might be little in size, but he has a big shadow. Amen. Okay, I'm going to say a big shadow. Oh. I'll tell you, it was a blessing, Brother Gary. It was a blessing working with you and Brother Kevin and you, Marquia. It really was. Man, talk about family. Everyone there knew that we were all family. <laughs> they knew it. All five of us, man, we're just <laughs> hanging out. Sister Jan, yeah. yep, all knew we were all family. Yeah, yep, we're all family. But, but when we live that way, when we live that way in the Lord, when those bonds that we have with each other, that love that we have with each other, and the faithfulness to be in church, to be in fellowship with one another, we're just going to grow in the Lord. It just, it's going to come. It just comes in a natural way. It's no different. Um, you ever see... Uh, If you raise multiple kids, you ever notice how the first child you gotta you gotta like teach them everything, and then all the kids that come after that, it's like it's a piece of cake because they're watching the older one. And like in me, I'm number six in my family, and my younger sister's number seven. When we came along, my mom didn't have to worry about a single thing. <laughs> Amen. My older sister Barb was like my surrogate mom, you know. But what I'm trying to say is, is taking that and, and putting it into the the fellowship here, the body, is that when we spend that time together, we're all going to grow. We're all going to grow. You've all helped me grow. Uh, huge amount. You've helped me grow so much. And um, 
but but anyway that's all I have just just keep all those that aren't here in prayer and and I don't I really don't know the reasons um, I don't know what's behind it all but I just um, um, when I think of some of the times that we've had in here mm -hmm. when the Holy Ghost was just this place was full of people and full of the Holy Ghost and I'm going man I know I'm going to see that again Amen. I know I am yep. and it's like I long for it I long to see that so I long to hear that shouting and praising so loud it hurts your ears. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Amen. That's happened a few times here. That's happened a few times. So, well, that's all I have. Thank you all for coming tonight. Um, I don't think there's any announcement yet about what's, any official announcements about what's going on at all. So, just based on what's going on, there won't be any youth night Friday night, okay? Unless, can I see a show of hands? Who is going to, if we have it, who's going to be here? Okay, we'll have it. Okay, we'll have it. Okay, we'll have it. Nothing else will bring it. We'll have it. So, so come Friday night, and so and there's no rehearsal tomorrow night. And so... Um, as far as Sunday goes, as far as I know, everything is still 10 o'clock Sunday morning. So, so anyway, so Lord bless. Thank you so much. All right.